right, what's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How we doing on a Monday? Today is March 6, 2023. Happy Monday. Getting the week started, hopefully, on the right note. On today's show, we are, uh, like we do every Monday, going to go over the weekend picks. And since it's the first Monday of the month, every every uh, first Monday of every month, we go over our total records. What do we have on the show? What's the, the total record from uh, the moment we started the show? What did we go last month? What are we doing this year? Just kind of take a look at all of our records and bring you up to date on that. I also have a couple thoughts on closing line value. We'll talk about the closing line report. I might start doing that on Mondays. What did we get? What was the closing line? Looking at that. Um, I also want to talk about bad beats because I think that bad beats is a little bit overused these days. And then uh, the idea of the combine being a bit of a joke. So I'll, we'll get into all that stuff today. Special thanks to Thrive Fantasy online, thrivefantasy.com, or download the app. Thrive Fantasy is your headquarters for anything and everything player props. So uh, whether you like betting, uh, player prop parlays, they pay out the best in the industry. Seriously, they pay out the best. They're going to give you the most money back for player prop parlays in the entire industry. And they also have uh, DFS games, like daily fantasy-style games, where you build a lineup with player props. If you like player props, it's at least worth checking out, because when you sign up with promo code SBD, they're going to match your deposit up to 100 bucks, And that's always worth it, right? So check them out online, Thrive Fantasy. Put in promo code SBD when you're signing up for that to deposit match. All right, so let's get to it. Over the weekend, let's see, what were we over the weekend? Four and two on this last weekend. We had a nice February. We were overall 19 and 9 in February. Um, going back, let's just, let's just do this weekend, actually. Uh, we gave out Leicester City, draw no bet on our Friday, deep dive handicap. That did not win. Saturday morning, we gave out three more picks, Minnesota, Winnipeg, and John Jones. All three of those came in. And then on Sunday, we had Bradley in uh, college basketball. <laughs> they look good, right? Yeah, I killed. And then uh, we had the Philadelphia Flyers in the NHL. One thing you'll notice this weekend is that a lot of our games were plus money or even money. So what we actually did this weekend was bring back our break-even percentage just a little bit. And for those who who uh, forgotten about break-even percentage or, or would like a brush-up, break-even percentage is actually more important than win percentage, right? A lot of people out there on, on Twitter or TikTok or wherever it is, all you hear is win percentage. We are 75% over the last month, whatever it is but they never tell you break even percentage. And it's like, no wonder they're buying points here, you know, buying points left and right, buying a half point here, there, they're teasing everything. They're parlaying everything. It's like, of course they're, they're going to go 75%. Every game they have is minus 250, right? So break even percentage is actually more important because we want our winning percentage to be above the break even percentage, whatever that may be. I don't care if we're going, I don't care if we're picking 35% winners as long as our break-even percentage is better than 35%, a.k.a. maybe 33%, right? So that's the whole key in sports betting. What's the break-even and what's our overall percentage? That's how you can tell if you're a winning sports better. Uh, so my point there was Minnesota, we gave out plus 135, Winnipeg plus 120, Bradley was a pick em. you know, Philadelphia minus 125, Lesser was minus 120. So we kind of even things out a little bit, not too much, but a little bit this weekend. Our total break even percentage for the show, 53.04%, just above 53%. And just to, so you kind of know what that looks like, let me pull up uh, a betting calculator, a little odds calculator here, odds converter. Our break-even percentage for the show, 53.04%, equals minus 113 about. So the average bet that we've made on the show is minus 113. 
Okay, not minus 110, not minus 115, not minus 120, minus 113, aka right there about 53.04%. So that's what our break-even percentage or, or our break-even sort of odds are. What our total win percentage is on the show, 56.13. Total record for the uh, uh, Sports Betting Daily is 238 wins, 168 losses, and 18 ties. 56.13% win percentage, 53.04 break-even percentage. Again, in February, 19-9 overall. Uh, January of this year, we were actually 18 and 12. So in 2023, we are 37 and 21. Let me tell you something. 63.8% win percentage is good, especially with a break-even percent just below 55%. But this is not normal. This is not common. The typical edge I'm working with is just a couple percentage points. So to assume that this is going to extrapolate would probably be a little bit... uh, overzealous of all of you, but I'm happy with where we are right now, right? This is this is good. We're never going to complain for winning. I hope everyone's been jumping on these picks. 37 and 21 this year, 18 and 12 in January, 19 and 9 in February. And looking week by week, February actually had, I think, five uh, weekends. Am I right there? Or am I counting? Let's see. One, two, three, four. I think we're counting in the, uh, the Super Bowl picks in there too, because what we have here, four and one, uh, like a week by week or at least a show by show basis. Yeah, four and one the first weekend and three and one in the Super Bowl. I don't, I'm not sure how much we went over the Super Bowl picks. We had uh, for that though. Oh, I don't have that written down. It's all right. But yeah, the Super Bowl, we went three and one. I, I think, let's see if I can remember off the top of my head. So we won with Kansas City plus a half. We won Philadelphia more first downs in Kansas City and we won uh, longest pass of the game over 35 and a half yards. I think it was 44, 45. We ended up losing with Mahomes over his total completion. So three and one in the Super Bowl. And then uh, we went five and two, three and three. And then this weekend, four and four. 19 and nine overall in February. In 2023, 37 and 21. All right, let's move on. Closing line report. I, I think I'm going to start doing this every Monday. Going back at the weekend, looking at what we gave out, what we got Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and Friday night. And then what the lines closed at. This is important, right? Now, now, as we talked about before, closing line value isn't going to pay the bills, right? You can't eat closing line value. But I think it's a very good indication, especially if you're new at sports betting, are you generally making the right decisions and generally on the right side? Uh, this weekend of our six games we gave out, we actually ended up beating the line in every single game except for the Bradley uh, College basketball game on Sunday. Uh, Leicester City actually closed at the exact same line we gave out on Friday, so it ended up closing draw no bet minus 120. The Minnesota Wild we gave out plus 135. That closed plus 120. Uh, Winnipeg, this one was a big, big mover. Winnipeg, we gave out plus 120. That closed even money. I think it made it closed minus 110, minus 110 on some websites. Uh, John Jones, this one was interesting. We actually, and I'm going to be careful about this in the future, I gave minus 160 when minus 160 may have been a little more rogue than I'd noticed on, on uh, what was that, Saturday morning. So I do apologize for that. I probably should have given John Jones out a minus 170. And just so you all know, transparency, in my break-even percentage, I clocked John Jones at minus 170 just because I knew most people out there wouldn't get 160. So we're counting John Jones as minus 170 for our housekeeping here. But uh, that ended up coming in. And then, uh, oh, but but the closing line value was uh, John Jones closed minus about 200. So a couple percentage points there. 
Um, and, and I do think everyone was on John Jones. The squares, the sharps, everyone seemed to, to have money on Jones. Um, and then Sunday, Bradley Pickham, that ended up, uh, like I said, that was the one line we lost. That ended up closing Bradley plus one and a half. And then the Philadelphia Flyers, we gave out minus 125. They closed minus 130. So good closing line report. We beat five of the six lines. Always uh, kind of what we're looking for. Uh, I want to talk about bad beats. So there's been a lot made about bad beats. And I, look, I love a good bad beat story. I love the Scott Van Pelt bad beat section on SportsCenter. But let's talk about bad beats. Uh, I had Bradley this Sunday. That game wasn't even close. We got killed. But a little disclaimer, I didn't give it out on Saturday, but I also had Bradley on Saturday. And I had Bradley all different kinds of ways on Saturday. I really liked the, the bet, but I didn't discover it until later in the day just because some things had moved, some information come out, blah, blah, blah. So I had Bradley money line minus two and minus two and a half, just on different sports books, different, you know, leverage situations. <laughs> so that one was tough because Bradley ended up winning by one. So I won my money line bets, but lost minus two and lost minus two and a half. And it got me thinking about bad beats because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who had Bradley who may claim that to be a bad beat. And here's why. Bradley was up 11 points in the second half. Bradley was clearly, in my opinion, the better team. They were shooting better. They missed a couple uh, shots late. And uh, God, who were they playing that game? I forget. It was whoever they played Saturday. Um, And I think it was Indiana State. Yeah, I believe it was Indiana State. And uh, Indiana State came down. They hit like four three-pointers in a row. Okay, so they came back, tied it up. Uh, Bradley ended up winning late off of a couple uh, free throws. But it got me thinking about bad beats. Bad beat is... That was not a bad beat, by the way. That's just a loss. Okay, you're going to have wins. You're going to have losses. A bad beat is very specific. It's where... The way I define a bad beat is at the end of the game, and it's got to be towards the end of the game, you've got over like a 95 to 98% chance to win, right? Now, not early in the game. There's a lot of times where like early in the game, teams are up, you look at ESPN's, you know, calculator for how games should go, things like that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about late in the fourth quarter, late in the game. If your team has over a 95% chance to win and something fluky goes wrong, that's a bad beat, okay? Um, I saw a college football uh, or college basketball post like a week or two ago. And this is a bad beat where, God, I wish I could remember the teams who were playing, but uh, somebody shot a three-pointer when they didn't have to. They could have dribbled the clock out and, you know, if you would have, you, you would have won your bet. But someone took a, a three-pointer with like eight seconds to go and the other team rebounds it, goes down to the other way, hits a buzzer beater, so they only lose by like five or something. <laughs> and that was the, that's a bad beat. Right, that's a bad beat. Score, you know, uh, uh, the the kick six, Auburn, Alabama. That's a bad beat. Bad beats are very specific. End of the game, you've got it wrapped up, and something fluky, something freak happens that completely changes the outcome. That's a bad beat. You see, you lose a close game. Those aren't bad beats. Okay, there's a very big difference. Uh, and then finally, one more thing here that I've noticed this weekend: uh, the combine. How much have we seen about the combine? Oh my goodness. Uh, the combine is hysterical. It's a joke, right? We can't learn. I don't understand how like Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida is getting all this praise and this hype for the combine. It's like, we knew he was athletic. Okay. The the fact that he can throw a football far, we're getting into Jamarcus Russell 2.0 territory. Now I'm not saying he's going to be a terrible quarterback or be be Jamarcus Russell 2.0, but Anthony Richardson, I, I don't understand what's happening here. Like, doesn't it matter at all? what these guys did in college. Doesn't it matter at all 
what they look like behind an actual offensive line playing actual defense is not 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 the combine. <laughs> I mean, I would look decent at the combine, right? I mean, I don't know about the whole running and, and lifting and, and that whole thing, but hey, give me a football. I'll, I'll, I'll wheel and deal a little bit out there. You know, and look, Anthony Richardson, he's an athlete. We all knew that. We know he can throw a football. I mean, I'm sure he's got a great arm, but it's like everything you are, oh, Anthony Richardson. He's he's blowing people away at the combine. It's like, what, what could they possibly see now they didn't understand before? He's a great athlete, great arm. Can he run on offense? Can he throw for over 60% completion in the NFL? I have my I have serious concerns about Anthony Richardson at quarterback. I think whoever takes him is going to be lost for a couple of years. But that's just my opinion. Like I'm not a some, you know, I'm not, I'm not a quarterback or I'm not a NFL scout, right? So, and you don't have to be one by the way to be a professional sports better. That's like a misnomer. Like I rely on people who know what they're talking about for that kind of stuff. I don't say, ah, look at that. That's what like certain like radio hosts, like uh, I love Colin Cowherd. I think he does a really good job, but he gets into that territory sometimes talking about arm strength. And ah, it's like, what the hell does he know? Right. It's like when you start to play something that you really don't know how to play in real life, you get into bad situations and, and sports betting. That's one thing I've learned. We don't pretend to know things that we really don't. And I'm not an NFL scout. I, I would be very, very poor as an NFL GM. I'm admitting that right now. So could I be wrong about Anthony Richardson? Of course I could be. Do I think I am? No, I don't. I saw him play at Florida. Saw him play big, big game after big game. Look horrible. Big game after big game. But hey, he looks great with no rushers, no one in his face, not wearing any pads. Oh, boy. All right. Thanks for so much for listening today. Uh, good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.